And a go. Welcome to episode three of the Double D podcast. Double D's podcast. Double D. Double D's. Double D's, plural. Because just one D is weird. Well, <laughs> if it was a really nice D, it wouldn't be that bad. I, it would be nice. It would just be, it wouldn't be symmetrical. And I'm really big on symmetry. And if we had three D's here, it would be... Trust me, baby. You're going to wish you had three hands. Welcome to Double T's, a podcast for you. Here's we're taking you on a journey. Wiping away your fears with laughter and stories. We'll entertain you each day. Join us now in this podcast. It's time to press play. Double T's, catch your seeds where you want to be. Tune in and have a blast. We'll make your worries flee. You can keep your ears off. We're bringing the groove. Double T's podcast. Let us make your spirits move. Topic one, what was it? We were spitfiring before ideas. Topic Men one. of the North. Welcome to episode three, Men of the North. A deep dive on how we ended up living in the woods <laughs> and why we love it. A man, a kinky little woman, crazy hair, big brown eyes and a faraway stare. Moms wouldn't think we'd have made a pair, but we're living in woods and trees. I love it. Um, so, I, I've lived in the North... Before I've actually lived around here before. I lived technically in um, Warminster, um, but you you moved up here from you were in, were you in Toronto before? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, born and raised in Scarborough. Hey there, Scarborough. We chuff and love ya. Moved to Barrie in '97. Seven. Yeah, and I moved up here. Moved further into the woods in, in 2017 after the kids were done. School, high school. Right, so you've been here, this is six years? Six years, six yeah. Six years. Six years in the real woods, in a log cabin in the middle of the woods. Yeah, you like went all out. <laughs> Deep in. I thought I was all out, but no, I live in like a, a gray brick house. <laughs> it's not quite a log cabin. No, sometimes, uh, and the cold night, sometimes I wish it was a, a cold brick home. Yeah. <laughs> or, or just a, you know, a warm, cold brick home. <laughs> now is, I saw you have the propane tank outside. Yep. So yeah. is this propane furnace? Yeah. So we put in, so when we bought this place, it was abandoned. It was abandoned for about a year. Uh, the basement had flooded a couple of times. All the pipes had burst. Uh, think about a log cabin and there's no interior walls. Mm -hmm. So all the pipes go up, up kind of the ups, the outside. So all the pipes are down here that burst. There's nothing upstairs, no drywall, nothing like that, right? Sure. So so down here, I think th these walls were drywalled, um, but it flooded down here, which is not a big deal, right? Yeah. The mold and all that kind of stuff. It's all concrete. Yeah. You know, so That's easy enough. Uh, son being a steam fitter, he fixed all the, uh, wherever it was cracked, and we put in a few shutoffs and stuff, and... Um, uh, we totally redid. We put in a whole filtration, water filtration system. Like, we went all out. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. Might as well just spend the money and make sure, right? So, from when you bought it and, like, how how long before, I, how long after you bought it were you able to, like, I'd, live in it? Yeah, two weeks. I had two weeks before we had to get out of the house in Barrie. Yeah. To get into here. Have you brought any fruits or vegetables onto the planet? Two weeks. Excuse me? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. 
two weeks and in those two two weeks you got everything done where you could live in here somewhat comfortably yeah so the first thing was the water um, um, because it was July when we moved in something like that um, I mean we didn't I had, I had to get a, the furnace replaced because an old oil furnace Ugh. so we put in the uh, the high efficiency propane one that's when the tank came nice. Um, we had to put in the wood burning stove. I had to redo. I ripped out the all all upstairs. Like the second floor was all trashed. There was no flooring in the front room. Um, it was just down to the uh, like the sub flooring, and it was all stained and smelly. And the nice. walls had holes in it. And the bathroom was totally trashed. Uh, so ripped out the old tub and sink, and totally redid the whole bathroom. Uh, there wasn't much to do in the bedrooms because that's part that's more log home log walls so there wasn't a lot just patch up a couple of holes yeah. um, put on closet doors that sort of thing mm. um, kitchen I had to redo the whole kitchen there was really no kitchen there was an island that was crumbling falling apart a wooden island is that from I, you sent a picture a while back that kind of showing picture. what the old kitchen that, looked like and then the new one yeah so all there was was a hutch in that wall there was a there was an island and a hutch that was it damn yeah how long um so you had to prioritize for the first two weeks obviously yeah how long did it take to get the kitchen done um i mean we had to order it geez I can't, it was a few months probably from the time of ordering having somebody come in measure all the picking out the cabinets how it's going to fit and going down picking out the uh the mark, the granite for the top, all that kind of stuff, right? And then, I mean, they came in and put in all the, the counters, and then we had to wait, you know, an extra couple of weeks before the tops were ready for it. So were you living off of... Uh, pizza. Pizza, <laughs> barbecue, and hot Pizza and beer. Pizza and beer, that's not bad. Yeah, barbecue and a lot. It was it was summer still, right? It wasn't winter yet, so... Yeah, you had, you by, by winter time we had all our wood stove in. We had you know the the propane everything done. Uh, uh, I could. I'm just trying to imagine what it would have been like if you'd been moving in during the burr months. Oh, it that would, would have be impossible. Yeah, you might have had to hold off, yeah. and then rent somewhere. Yeah, so I'd go to work, and then I'd come here after work, and then I'd work till dark, ripping out all the old stuff. And go to bed, back to work. And go home back to Barry and yeah. So two weeks of that. Pretty much, yeah. Hauling everything out, the the old furnace, the old water tank, uh, everything that was down here, all hauling out all the shit. Shit. Um, there was still uh, studding on the walls here and some insulation, and the insulation was kind of moldy and all that. Ripping yeah. all that out, throwing it out. Um, the whole grounds was covered in garbage. Uh, the deck on the front was falling down. The deck in the back, the lower deck, we didn't even know it was there. There was so much donkey shit and shit out there. Oh, my God. When we started cleaning up, it was like, hey, there's fucking, there's what a, hey, there's a deck under here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we got a back deck. There you go. <laughs> so, 
Some yeah, the same with that. Same with the stone walkway out front. It was about two or three years into living here that I I found it. Oh Cleaning it up was like there's a stone. Scraped it up. Oh, there's another other stone. Stuff. Another stone. Another stone. There's probably so much other stuff out there. <laughs> so yeah. So it was um, interesting. Uh, there was so much stuff littered across the grounds and stuff. And uh, every time we came back to look at the place, more stuff was taken mm. by people in the neighborhood or whatever. But whatever it's all yeah scrappers and yeah come and grab stuff but that's that's like the uh when people talk about like you know they oh you know i want to buy an old broken down cabin and fix it up and that's like well fuck i'm still fixing it up oh yeah it's it's a it's a project house you'll you'll always have that there'll always be something that needs maintenance or upkeep of some some caliber wild animals attacking you while you're trying to maintain the property and whatnot. Yeah, the the, the fascia board on it's all insulated. We we had somebody come and put spray foam around there. Yeah. But the fascia board on that side, you could look right through to the outside and everything. That you know that was a bit of a worry, but it was just it was more uh, just wasn't support. It was just always easy to replace. Uh, that's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Uh, and to satisfy the bank, because we bought it from the bank because it was power sale, right? Yeah. Satisfy the bank and the insurance and, uh, you know, um, redoing a lot of the electrical that was ripped out and not working and messed up. And, and now... <laughs> it was The place was pretty gutted and bad, but yeah, we got it. Would you say you're uh, you're at a point where it's like, pretty settled and it's just the, the the kind of you know monthly maintenance you would have with any northern home no you you're still picking up the pieces yeah i know yeah still got a lot to do yeah i mean we just i mean i, th- I don't know if you notice but every time again come down here the basement gets a little more opened up and stuff <laughs> free of box if you look in the other room you can actually it's a lot it's not all clogged full of shit anymore that seems less less clogged than the first time i came down here when we did the uh the death recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my first time down here. Was it over here we did it? It was over here. I had, I had a, like I had some of these things down the middle here, so it was blocked off. Yeah, it so it wasn't as big, and it felt different. Yeah, it was now that I'm closed in. Yeah, that that's like a makeshift wall of cabinets right there, right? Yeah, they were basically like, over like right across here. Yeah, I feel like somewhere. this this part was open and then that was closed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but that, no, that was my first time down here, and it does feel different than that. I was still sure I was going to die that day. You know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby! You're gonna die! <laughs> Take you down to the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> the hills of Moonstone. Set me up with one of those exploding collars if I try to try to run. Yeah, but no, that's that's awesome. And had you, like, growing up, you said yeah. in Scarborough, right? Yeah. Had it been like one of your kind of dreams when you were younger to move up north? Like, did you? Yeah. Even even being in Scarborough, did did, like, were you exposed to a lot of like country stuff and camping and? Well, yeah. So so when I was Midland and Lawrence, where I grew up, kind of anything north of Lawrence was farm fields and shit still. Yeah. <laughs> If you can imagine that. It wasn't that long ago. Trust me, I'm not that old. Ah, 
but yeah, it was, and uh, I remember the slowly development going up further and further and stuff. Uh, and my dad did use, we used to go as a family camping in a tent trailer, all the, you know, every year I can remember, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and loved it, loved doing the nature trails, this, that, and everything else. Um, then uh, come college time, I kind of wanted to take um, fisheries and wildlife. Okay. At, uh, I think it's Sir Stanford Farming in Peterborough. Uh, but never did get around to doing it because it wasn't a real job. Did you want to eventually go work for ATF? No, not, no, well, maybe a, a, a CO officer or something. Okay. <laughs> um, but Wait, uh, the, ATF's not the one. The one, what was it, Fish and Game? Fish and Game. That's the one. Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, Welcome back to Double, Double, Double D's where we've been drinking nothing but scotch all night. Although there's proof that Oh, we put it open that fridge. There's something in the fridge? Yeah, oh yeah, something in the fridge. What do we got in the fridge? The other side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to throw everybody off. Oh, what do we got here? We got some. We got something. So, you got that gross thing. I don't want to drink that, though. <laughs> yes. What is this thing with the unicorn? Is that just an energy drink? That is a beer. Oh. All right, well, hey. while I'm grabbing this, I actually uh, brought one of these. <laughs> Just, you know, basic here. Oh, yeah, ciders, lovely. I'm going to throw that in the fridge, though, because it's just been sitting in the front hall. Phillips Electric Unicorn White IPA. Uh, it is distributed by um, Steam Whistle. And that's about all I know. It looks like it's one of those white white ales. Citrus white ale, maybe? I'll take it. Electric Unicorn is a hop-infused white ale, best enjoyed while riding a mystical mono-horned laser beast. Racing through the galaxy into the sonic backdrop of screaming metal guitars. I like this. Sounds like something out of a, a Thor movie. Not necessarily... One of the good, the good one, but one of the newer ones. So yeah, so so when I was younger, camping, I was really into fishing, mm-hmm. fishing and that um, and camping. Then um, at one point, I was really considering moving out to uh, BC. Yeah. Um, but never did. Now, would you have wanted to go on like? Rural BC or oh, like yeah, yeah. half hour out of no, Vancouver. It was yeah, rural BC. Never did. Oh, you can smell. It smells hoppy. Does smell hoppy. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. It tastes hoppy too. It does. Yeah, yeah. Definitely IPA. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the uh, screaming metal guitars to start. You don't hear those all the time. <laughs> it's just me. I used to. I used to. <laughs> it's it's nice though. It's not um, ah, douchey, you know. People that the IPA pushers. Yeah. Hey, can you grab me a beer? Yeah, for sure. Any preference? Do you have an IPA? Uh, 
Am I wearing a flannel shirt? <laughs> Classic. Do you have any black shirts? No, I've never heard of that one. Oh, it's great. It's like 9% alcohol by volume, and you know the way cardboard smells? It tastes like that. Oh, wow, I gotta try that. I actually, uh, I got one I think my like. It's called uh, She's on Top. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Are they local? Yeah, I actually uh, took a tour of the brewery last Arbor Day. Oh, yeah? How was it? Oh, so cool. I mean, on the outside, it just looks like a metal warehouse, but then once you get inside, you see like everything's made out of distressed wood. Nice. Is it good? Oh, yeah, it tastes like the piss from a dehydrated construction worker. Do you have any Dan's girlfriend? No, that sounds familiar, though. Oh. Oh, they're great. They taste like you're drinking pine cones mixed with the spare change in your glove compartment. Oh yeah, I think I had one of those at the uh, Mumford & Sons concert last August. The staff is so cool. I follow them on Instagram. All the guys have long hair and all the girls have short well, hair. Well, if you like that, you're gonna love this one. It's called uh, it's called Tattoo Sleep. It basically tastes like sort of a, a blend of like chewing tobacco, toxic masculinity, and that old baseball bat in your parents' garage. And then they get you to try this beer and it's just like <laughs> You ever had Hogarden? Oh yeah. I don't know if that, I don't think that's an IPA, but I remember the first time I drank Hogarden, I'd never drinking, drank anything quite like that. Right. I was just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, Belgian beer, and it was, yeah, the first, that was the original before they, all these special weird ones came out. Yeah. yeah and that was, that's when I was young. I kind of really want to try that again to see if I have developed an appreciation for that. I can't do Guinness. No, no, I'm not, I'm not a stout guy at all. No, I can't. No. But um, back to uh, Can't, what was it? The you, Men of the North. Men of the North. You were talking about uh, potentially moving out to BC. That was an idea back in the day. Yeah, but um, so Denise and I and the kids we were living in Pickering, not far from the nuclear power plant down the road. Actually, explains a lot. Um, it does. <laughs> and um, like I remember, the kids were going to the school there. Well, before Garrett, actually. Um, Brittany and Mitchell would be going to the school down the road there in Liverpool, and uh, every once in a while, the uh, um, not every once in a while, but it did happen where where sometimes uh, a teacher's uh, sibling, sibling? No, a teacher's uh, husband or wife would come. A yeah, significant other. Yeah, mm -hmm. and pick them up and leave because there was rumors of a leak. Oh, shit. <laughs> so all the kids are kind of sitting in class yeah, and saying, I'll be, I'll be go. right back. I just got to go to the staff room and you see them drive off. Yes. With all the luggage on the roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so awful. so we were looking to get out of the city and it was getting worse and worse. You know, getting more and more crowded and stuff. And I just wanted out and wanted out and got a job. My job uh, came up to Barry and moved up there with it. And, uh... Yeah, so we stayed at that same place from 97 to 2017. So straight 10 years. Yeah, but for like half of that time, we were looking for a property outside. We looked at millions of properties. That's yeah. all we did. We kept going, we kept going, kept searching. Becomes like a weekend thing. Yeah, so we were... Okay, let's drive around and look for houses. Yep. And then, uh, I mean, there's a couple <laughs> we were really close to putting down on. Um, one out uh, down Moonstone Road towards Elmvale, another one up near Cache Lake, uh, real close. Um, but timing and everything, and still with the last son, still in high school and stuff, we never did. Yeah, that's a tough move. But it all worked out because then we this we found this at the right time. Time is everything. Yeah, and this place had uh, oh, it had something like two hundred different people that come through looking at the place. Um, it had four rounds of bids. Um, uh, the first round we missed. The second round we got in. 
um, but they didn't pick ours. They picked somebody that went higher, mm -hmm. and then their financing fell through. The third round, same thing. Uh, we we kept going in just at asking price, and uh, other people kept going in higher. The thing with the mortgage is when they looked at this, so this is seventy acres. Well, your mortgage they look at the the value of the house and the mortgage of only the living space, mm -hmm. not the seventy acres. Yeah. So, so however they work out that percentage, you basically got to come up for the cash for the rest of that. Yeah. Type of thing. And I think people going into it weren't expecting that. They had a mortgage for, but not yeah. for all of it type of thing, right? So, and then finally the bank just on the on the fourth time just said, well, these people keep bidding on this, you know, the other the higher bids aren't working. So, so it was a war of attrition. So yeah, finally got it. It was a pretty stressful time. A lot of hoops to jump through with the bank and insurance and everybody, everything too, right? Yeah. Because okay. uh, basically we sold, our, we sold our place in Barrie for the same amount that we bought this place. That's so kind of a right? rush. Yeah, but, I mean, but we had a little mortgage there. So we were going to use the money that we made down there to, to fix up this place. Mm -hmm. And when it was sold, then the bank goes, right, yeah, well, we're not going to release you the money yet. Why not? I was going to use it. The you know, well, it's, we're we're holding it until you fix up that place to the level of what the mortgage is. I'm like, what? You're a crook. You're a cheat and a swindler. That's what you are. How can you do a thing like this? But what am I supposed to use? Well, we'll we'll give you a loan. Oh, so you want to get those oh, like what? Yeah, you motherfuckers. What the right? fuck? <laughs> Trying to bleed more money out of me, right? Fucking brilliant bank strategy. So my brother had like a um, a line of credit on, on his house that if you paid it back at the end of the month of what you took out, there's no interest. Mm -hmm. So I just did that. Oh, that's smart. So I didn't. I ended up not using any money, and then they had their person walk through, and we were done all the renovations they wanted done, and finally released their fucking money. <laughs> but how stupid is that? It's well, that's that's what they do, right? Those fucks. But yeah, now we're here and we love it and um, we got bears and... Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. 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 Lions and tigers and bears. Coyotes and coons. turkeys and yeah. The raccoons look up and eavesdrop there. Deers and moose and fishers and otters and... Beavers and have you ever seen a fisher? Absolutely. I, I I when we moved in, the first thing I remember my wife saying is, "We can't let the cats outside because there's fishers up there and they'll eat the cats." And I, I'd never heard of what these things were, mm -hmm. and I was like, "What the hell's a fisher?" Yeah. And I looked it up, and it's it's kind of like a weasel, like a black weasel, bigger, yeah, but bigger, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I've, I've never seen one, but apparently they're everywhere up here. They are. I have lots of them on trail cams, and in the wintertime, I I, I see their prints. Um, but I was hunting in the back once, and uh, me and another guy were sitting in the blind. It was, we were sitting there, it was quiet in the middle of the day, and all of a sudden we hear the scream, right? Like mm -hmm. a woman scream. Right? <coughs> Fuck. The haunted woods, right? <laughs> Red Tooth's haunted outdoors. Fuck. <laughs> the sun is set. The moon is out. This is the hour. All things scary happen. There is a show, a podcast. 
about all things paranormal. What are we calling it, Douglas? Joe, this is Red Tooth Haunted Outdoors. Ooh, spooky. And, you know, we were sitting there quiet, and then uh, yeah, we saw it was just in a tree. It come down the tree. It was about maybe 40 yards away from us. Come down the tree and just walked around and walked off into the distance. Jeez. I might see one eventually. I don't know. But they are kind of, uh, uh, like, shy. Like, um, they stick to themselves and... Like a cat, like yeah. you know, hides type of thing, right? God damn! Have you ever, have you ever had cats up here? Like you're not, a, you're not a cat person, are you? I think we talked about this. Once. Um, like I grew up with cats. I grew up with all sorts of animals. Would you want to have a cat up here, though? I don't mind cats. Denise wouldn't want to have a cat. Nah, that's understandable. I I wouldn't care. I I wouldn't care. Animal wise, doesn't bother me. No. No. Yeah, I just hear they like to eat cats, so. Well, yeah, they'll, yeah, they like the, there's a lot of rumors that they're, they're vicious and go after dogs and this, that, and everything. It's, it's a lot of the rumors are rumors. Yeah. They're not as vicious as people say they are, but eh, you know, it could happen, but coyotes are more likely to get your cat around here than a fisher. Yeah. What, oh, have you ever had, like, cause again, you've been up here six years, you said, right? Mm. Have you, like, and you have dogs. Have you ever had a, a run-in where you had to kind of worry about one of your animals because something happened with no. anything outside? No, the husky he um, he stays clear though. Mm -hmm. um, they've never really come close to the house. At night they do, like on the cameras. I'll catch them at night or close to the house, walking up and down the driveway and stuff. Mm. Never in the daytime. It's the odd time I've seen them in the daytime. Um, but my husky won't mess with them. And then during breeding season, he won't even go close to the woods. Smart. That's a smart dog. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> like the dog on the littlest hobo. Yeah. So the, yeah, I mean, I I don't. I, we love listening to them howl at night and stuff. The yip and yap. They don't oh, howl when, the when they're yap chasing and, something down. Uh, just when they're doing the roll call or whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. place a couple times yeah yeah and, and they say you know like in the hunting community and stuff they're like oh yeah coyotes will kill all the deer well fuck i've seen fucking tons of deer and i've seen tons of coyotes like in the spot in the very back there um i had deer feed there and i had cameras there and one day there was turkeys in the morning there was deers around mid-morning there was a, a bear that came by in the afternoon, and there was coyotes there later in the day, and a porcupine in the same day. That's on a trail cam? Yeah, I got that on a trail cam. Oh, shit. On the same day. That's not. Like, does it say on the cam, like, yeah. does it say the date? Yeah, you can put the date and the that'd time be, and the temperature good, and everything. Good upload, all in one day. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's so, I don't buy it. And there's, there's the other thing that, uh, 
you know, if, if you shoot a coyote, um, when they're doing that roll call at night, mm-hmm. they're kind of doing a roll call to the family. And if there's anybody missing, it puts the females in heat to make more. What the? So well, I, who knows which is true, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think going out and just shooting the coyotes so you can have more deer populations necessarily. No. I'm sure they catch the odd deer, but I don't think it's... I don't think they wipe them out like that. No, I mean deer would breed out of control if uh, they weren't. You know, I don't want to sound brutal here, but if there wasn't have a predator, if there wasn't deer hunting control. season, yeah, because there's so many things they'll fucking breed way out of control if there isn't something killing them off, like the rabbits in Australia back in the day. Well, exactly, they were breeding right? way the hell out of control, and they were destroying everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not saying, hey, get out there and kill all them deers, boy, but I'm not worried that coyotes are going to de- even ding the population. No, I, I don't think so bit. either. I, I can understand why some farmers will shoot coyotes because coyotes will come in and kill the chickens and that the farm animals and this, that, and everything else, whatever. Um, I I have yes. no... Save the chickens, kill a coyote. You Being a hunter, I have no interest in hunting a coyote just to hunt it. Yeah. Like, I, I'll, I hunt something for food. That's it, right? Not to, not to make hats or fur coats or anything. Yeah, and that's how it should be. Um, but if a coyote came too close to the house too often, if he's endangering my pet, my animals or whatever, I'll shoot it. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, 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 wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel good about it. I really like your dog. I wouldn't like. I would. I so do I. I wouldn't know anything that my dog either. Full I on. Would, oh, someone uh, wanders on the property. You could pop some shots at him if you thought the dog was in danger. Well, I wouldn't feel bad about shooting a human. No, I mean they. I feel bad when I shoot. I don't feel bad. It's. It's. I don't know how to explain it. I'm not. You see the you see videos. People shoot a deer and they're like ah high five and all that. That's not really me. No, I don't get that. I shoot them like, I, I get it. They're happy. They caught it. They got a deer and they got food, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I don't know. It's still kind of sad. If you if you haven't eaten for 12 days and you shoot a deer and you celebrate a little bit, sure, I, I could kind of get that because, you know, you're half starved and crazed. Like, have you ever watched, uh, oh, what is it, The Island? It's It's like a show about people dumped on an island for a month. No. Yeah, it was uh... a Maroonie 16 ordinary people on a remote cluster of islands in the Pacific. On one, a young group aged between 18 and 30. It's happening! And on a nearby island, a group of much older castaways. It's lethal, guys. They'll be left alone for five weeks with just the clothes on their back and a few basic tools. You gotta get it! It, it, it's a uh, bear guiles. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and there were a couple times the guy, the people haven't eaten for like, you know, 10, 11 days, and they see a wild animal and they like kill it with their bare hands. They're also starved, and it's like they're celebrating, and then they have this like moment of just utter Remorse. devastation yes. where they realize what they've done, and it takes a toll on their soul. And uh, but then once they eat it, it's like it that that feeling's gone, and they're like thankful, right? Yeah, and they did show a lot of appreciation for anything that they had to kill so there was there was this one where they had women on one island and yep. men on the other and yeah. the women on the island found all these little piglets and they made them their pets 
<laughs> and they gave them names. And then, when they were hungry enough... They had a big uh, dilemma. They, and then they killed them. They eventually did, yeah. But they went through a bit of a dilemma. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, that hunger, man, it'll, it'll push you to do things. Well, you know, survival of fish. You gotta eat. Um, you know, really... An animal like a deer or something will not have a easy death in the wild. No. That doesn't happen. Oh you know, if a coyote or a wolf gets them, they eat them from the ass out. And Yeah, right? it's brutal. Yeah, it was, uh, very brutal. This <laughs> is so twisted. But it was, uh, I saw this meme once, and it was um, how vegans think deers die in the wild, and it was a deer <laughs> laying in a hospital bed surrounded by its family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like... Do you have any idea how brutally, like, how brutal the death of these animals are? Like, my wife doesn't agree with the zoos, and she doesn't like the idea of the circus because she yep. doesn't like animals in yep. captivity. Yeah. And I get it from her perspective, but at the same time, if those animals had the choice to live in a nice, you can call it a prison cell, um, and, and just live and not have to worry about a predator eating them in their sleep or eating <laughs> their babies in front of them. I would think that they'd be like, you know what? That might be better than living out in the wild and being brutally killed or worried, being worried about being brutally killed all the time. Yeah. That being said, I, I can kind of see both sides. I, the zoo is... Yeah. I mean, as long as they're being treated well, which... And they have decent living conditions. Some, and yada, sometimes yada, yada, they yada. do, sometimes they don't. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? Yeah, and every every place is, is different. Like, Look at the freaking... Ever watch the stupid Tiger King documentary? Oh, who didn't? Yeah, who didn't? Because it was right at the beginning of COVID. But, like, those living conditions were ridiculous. Like, yeah. And the, that shit I don't agree with. Besides, those were all sex cults. Something else I don't agree with. Sex cults. Well, every cult eventually boils down. It not, does. not every, but most. Like, high high, high 80s, low 90s, lowers down to, at, at the core, there's somebody at the top who's having sex with everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. It's true. So, what, so we got a little off topic there. So what's your journey to the north, man? <laughs> um, well, I grew up um, going up to a cottage on uh, on on a lake, and I started going up there when I was like two or three years old, right? And it was on an island, and we would have to cross on a boat, and my mom hated it because she doesn't like she the doesn't water. Like going on the boat. She doesn't like the water. Mm. She doesn't like. She never learned how to swim. I mean, she learned how to swim much, much later in life, but she was never very comfortable about the water because her mother wasn't very comfortable about the water. But they came over from Italy on a boat, mm-hmm. right? And I think that was probably their first time on a boat. Right. And that must have been like a messed up kind of traumatic um, journey, yeah. traveling. Yeah. Um, so my mom hated being on the island. My dad loved it. I had two older brothers, and we all loved it. We loved going to the cottage. And, again, it was kind of rough living. It was an outhouse, and in the middle of the night, you had to shit in a bucket under the staircase. <laughs> Great. <laughs> there, was, there were nights we'd be, like, laying in bed, and we'd hear the, yeah. the mice, and we'd look out, and there was a power wire that went by the one window, and you could see them crawling Run along the wire. Great. Yeah. And so we were in the, there till I was five, and then we went to the, the mainland of the same lake got a different cottage so every summer i go i was going up there and i still go up there there's some drama bullshit siblings it's a family cottage thing it's my mom's it's my mom's cottage oh okay um 
like it, it was my, my parents' cottage until my dad passed, so now it's my mom's. Yeah. Um, but sharing it between the siblings when there's some, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's like every time we go up, it's, it doesn't feel as enjoyable as it used to be. Yeah. But I have such great memories of that place yeah. as a kid. I had some bad ones too, don't get me wrong. But I have great ones. And I've taken my boys up there and kind of gotten to see them like love and appreciate nature in that way. And, and I love that. So I've always kind of liked the idea of living on a lake mm. because I spent all those summers doing it. So yes, I love being in the woods, but my like end game is to own a house that's on, a lake. on water. Yeah. That's on water. And we talk about moving out East. If we did, my, well, I would love so much if we found a place on the water. I know that there's downsides to it. Like on the ocean? No, nah, I don't want to. I don't do that. I, mm. I don't want to live on the ocean. I'd like to live on like a lake. Like a lake a small lake. Yeah. Not massive. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a big lake. Not a touristy lake. Yeah. I don't want the freaking jet ski weekend douchebag tubing people. and yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want that. But I, I love the idea of living on water. Like right by it. Because there's nothing to me more calming, more amazing than just like waking up, getting a cup of coffee, sitting down at the the table, looking out the big, huge window at the front of my cottage yeah, up yeah, on the lake, yeah. and the lake's right there. Yeah, like that view is is home to me. Yeah. And you know, and I, I'm not a, a spiritual or religious person, but people talk about like there's certain places that can connect you with a person who's passed on. I feel closest to my dad when I'm mm -hmm. up there and just looking out at the lake. Because of the memories. Because of the memories. Yeah. My dad and I spent entire summers um, at, the, at the cottage because everyone else kind of went home. My mom didn't want to be up there all the time. So during the week, it was just me and him, you know? And a lot of the things we did, I didn't so much enjoy at the time. But I think back on them, and I have very fond memories. Yeah. Of just that was time I got to spend just me and my dad. Like He wanted to go fishing every day. Yeah. And he always wanted to troll. <laughs> we troll the lake and talk about how we had all these great fishing spots, and we never caught a damn thing. Like, we, if we went fishing every night for the whole summer, we caught like four fish for the whole summer. <laughs> but he loved it, and I think back now about how much I would enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. But me then didn't. I, yeah. just, I didn't want to do it every night. I think that's what the thing was. Um, so again, I had all those great memories of the cottage, some some shitty ones, but all those great ones. And as I was moving through my life, um, one of my end end games was always I wanted to live on a house in the woods, like in a house in the woods, uh, up up north somewhere, not necessarily crazy north like this. Originally, this wasn't my first thought. Uh, I just want to kind of be like rural Barry, you know, mm -hmm. with some trees around. And started taking steps towards that, bought my first condo on my own, eventually met the woman who would become my wife, and then we bought our first home, which was over um, in Warminster, and it, it was a house that looked, it looked like a museum. I, I don't know if I've ever shown you pictures of it. No. It was like designed by the guy who built it, and it had a very unique look. You'd never seen another house quite like it. Um, Is it an Airbnb now? I don't think so. Every time we... I'm not, I'm not, we're not creepy. They're creepy and they're kooky. 
Mysterious and spooky. They're all together hooky. But every time we're in that area, we drive by and just kind of look down the driveway. Yeah. As we're slowly driving by, like, hey, there's the old house. Yeah. And there's always like eight cars in the driveway. I think the and it, there's always those eight cars. I feel like there's a oh, guy it's the there. the same eight cars. Yeah, I feel like yeah. there's a guy there who really likes, I don't know, tinkering with cars. Um, but it, it was a great house, but it was a bit of a nightmare. Because we never owned a home together. I'd had my, like, one condo, and then we bought this house, and it just seemed like there was always something going wrong. <laughs> and our plan had been to get jobs closer to the house, and it was harder to do that than we originally thought. Um but we, we loved the house, and we loved the environment, but it didn't work for the time. So we ended up having to sell it. We sold the old, the, my first condo first, then we got rid of that house, and then we bought a condo in Barrie. Right. A nice um, three-bedroom, first-floor condo, which was right across the street from where I worked, which was great. You could just walk to work. Um, yeah, that's but, rough. But we always looked. Yeah. We always yeah. dreamed. And we, we would, we eventually, it became, like I, I, I said to you earlier, I was wondering if you did this, it became like a weekend thing where we would sometimes just drive around in neighborhoods we liked and look at houses. Yeah, even just to drive around a neighborhood just to check out the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If anything happens to come up in it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we did that. Drive up to whatever, Bracebridge or here, or there, whatever it was, with Shag or... Yeah, all those like nice, dreamy, northern... Yeah places and uh, we, we tried selling the condo three different times the first two times were a bust uh, the market just wasn't right we couldn't because it was one of those things where you could sell it and get a lot but then you're buying something really expensive mm-hmm. and that didn't wasn't gonna work um, and then we started looking at houses and we were looking at houses around here and we found one we really liked but on the same day we saw the one we ended up in and I fell in love with that house right away because it felt like our condo. The layout was almost the same. Right. But it was surrounded by trees on this gorgeous side street where almost nobody ever is. Yeah. Occasionally you'll see this old guy walking by with his dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's me. <laughs> yeah. Always nice. You know what? That was like the first time in that in since living there where we were just doing something outside and somebody walks by who we know and it's like, oh, hey. you have a conversation like with your neighbor, but you know, just shooting the shit. That was nice. But, uh, I, I fell in love immediately. And Nat was like, um, I like it, but you know, there's that other house and there's this house. And I'm like, yeah, you can say what you want. This is the one I want. <laughs> and, um, we ended up seeing another one where the property was, a little more mature, like they'd had kids and they already had a playground set up and they had zip lines everywhere and a chicken coop and they had all kinds of stuff. I think they had beehives and mm. Nat's always had this fantasy about mm. having bees, mm. even though Denise too. I think we both know who eventually would be taking care of the bees. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, it didn't work out. There was a bid on it above ours and we lost out on it because we went, I think five over asking and somebody else went like 15. Yeah. And We'd wanted this place, but it had an offer on it. And I was like, shit. And then we found out like two weeks later, the offer fell through, the house was available, and we called called our mortgage right away, and we're like, get us that house, mm. whatever it takes. And boom, bought that. And we've been there since, shit. I want to say, I want to say 2020? So you I bought think. it during... No, no, 2021, I think. 
We bought it before COVID. 20, 2019. Yeah. Because. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We moved in. Okay. So, so we moved, moved in, in the, the September. We moved in the September. And then the COVID shit happened later that year. It, the COVID shit happened in like, like the spring of the next year. So the COVID shit started in 2019, right? 2020. 2020. So we moved in at the, the end the of 2019. The fall of 2019? I think so. And then like January... Yeah, like Feb by February, no, by, by actually was St. Patrick's Day was I'm the wrong. first, St. Patrick's Day of 2020 is when everything shut down for the first time. Yeah, because Max was born in January of 2019, and then everything happened at the end of the year. Right. And then we didn't move in until the following September, because I remember the summer was ending, I just spent the whole summer with my son, right. enjoying... Not nothing because everything was locked down and we were stuck in the condo. Mm. We couldn't go outside, couldn't do anything, and I'm waiting to get this house. And then we get into the house. Okay, so twenty twenty. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's been great. I mean, and there were there were issues. I think I don't know. Are they northern house issues or are they just shitty renovation <laughs> issues? But let me tell you this one because I was joking with you about cooking on a hot plate. So we moved in and they got this great gas grill. This great gas stove. When we wanted an induction stove because we love the induction, and I love it. I can't go back now. I'm, I'm an induction stove guy forever. Um, they had this great gas stove, and and I was like, ah, if it works out, okay, we'll we'll do it. First time she uses it, the whole house fills up with smoke. It was like propane. Yeah, it must it have was, been propane. It was, yeah. it was a propane. Yeah. And we're like, what the hell is going on? Because the guy had come through. And he he checked the house out and said that everything was great, but you can't see the real warts. Yep. Unless you you're digging really deep. So get this: the hood range has the hole that goes out to the exhaust. We look closer. We take the hood range off. It doesn't go to anywhere. Mm. But there's a thing outside. So we do the math, and it's like. They put in the new stove, <laughs> and they put in the hole for the hood range. Just to make it look good. But it didn't go anywhere. Right. And outside, there's the hole that's maybe five feet away from where it is inside. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we saw that, that looks at me, and she's like, I'm selling this piece of shit, and we're getting an induction stove. <laughs> but we still have the range up above. Yeah. And that was like one of our first, oh, what the hell moments. Yep. And the next was... Uh, Half the ductwork in the basement wasn't connected to anything. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Really? So there was some, there was a a different kind of furnace down there. Mm -hmm. And then they put the new one in. They did a bunch of new ductwork, but they didn't attach it to the old ductwork. So we had to have somebody come in and do that. It's probably an old, old oil furnace. Yeah. Well, it was an older house. And before we bought it, it got renovated, and they took down some walls. They made it more open concept, mm. which, again, is great to me because it's a house out in the middle of the damn woods. But when you step inside, it looks – well, now it's a freaking disaster because two children have destroyed it. <laughs> um, but it, it looks completely modern inside. Yeah. And uh, oh, what was the other – some other messed up shit happened. But it slipped my mind now. Any, 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 uh, any kind of like regrets or things that you did that you wish you did differently? Like as far as the house goes, yeah. Honestly, no. It uh, and again, when we talk about moving out east, 
It's not because we don't like the house. It's because the the lifestyle of living in mm -hmm. Ontario right now is going to complete and utter shit. Shit! Shit! Shit, 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 shit! Is she saying shit or ship? Shit, 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 Where it's impossible to buy a home, and they're going to make it so that it's going to be impossible to maintain the home that you've already got with frickin' mortgage rates and stuff. So taking the money that we've already got in the house and going somewhere where that money will go further. Yeah. Just that's, and, and, and you get to have a, a different life. Yeah. Like you get to live a completely different life because out here feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck just to live. And you, you can't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Like you can't put any money aside. You don't want to, you don't want to just survive. You want to kind of thrive. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that right now we're not set up to do that. And that's friggin' unfortunate, and I don't want my kids to grow up with that. So moving out there, just a different pace of life, and not feeling like we need to work ourselves to death just to just to sit down at the end of the day and feel fucked by life and unappreciated. Yeah. You know? There you go. And so it's nothing to do with the house. I love that house. I could live there forever. But it's, it's things are not looking great. Yeah, we talk about moving to, we'd, you know... Uh, not because we don't, I mean, this property is a dream property, well, all the rest, but, you know, the same old stuff, right? But we're so close to our kids, mm -hmm. so there's that. Um, some of them are thinking about moving out to Alberta near the mountains, in the mountains and stuff. So if they go, we'll all go, um, you know, but uh, I'd be happy staying here too, though. <laughs> I hear you. But... You know, it's 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 a lot that a lot of property to take care of and stuff and you know, my youngest and myself we like hunting and so we can do that out there in the mountains of Alberta and stuff is one reason why, you know, I decide to get back into shape and stuff too and Yeah. You know, just um but uh, we did that whole kitchen, we put it up there and uh and I, I, I like cooking. Like I like cooking, I like putting together meals and putting stuff together and all that. My wife's just kind of like a sop, sop, heat it up, here you go type of thing, right? Well, I've had dinner here once and it, possible, was, right? it was fantastic. So, uh... Um, so, I, my only kind of regret is my kitchen's not quite big enough mm. for, for, for the stuff I want to have and to prepare stuff and everything. And uh, then my youngest fucking... You know, it was probably like a year ago or something. He goes, well, you know, you could have put the fucking kitchen anywhere up there. <laughs> and I started looking around and going, fuck. <laughs> you couldn't have told me that back then. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, this is where the kitchen was, the island. That's, this is where it goes. When I moved in, right? Now I'm like, yeah, I could have fucking put it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Jesus. So <laughs> that being said... It, if you could go back, yeah. you could go back and have a 10-minute discussion with six years ago, Doug, <laughs> about how to do the kitchen, what would you have done differently? I don't know. Maybe I would have put it in the corner where the bar is. Okay. And it would have been bigger counter spots, so in the corner, and then still a dining room table, and you still have all your spot out here. In the shitter right there, though? Well, the shitter's on this side. It's on that side. So where the counter is. I mean, when you, as soon as you walk in the, the door, there? the shitter's there. Yeah. But it'd be on the other side of the wall. Yeah. 
So you'd start kind of start the kitchen where the bar is and then move it past the door? Yeah, or, well, no, like along the wall, right? In, in the corner there where the, where the bar is and the booze counter and everything, I think. So, I don't know, maybe, uh, or, or the other corner. What would you add to, if you, like, say you had yeah. a $10,000 budget right now to add stuff to the kitchen or to change something, what would you spend that on? Um, I would probably have like a, a, a bigger island with a bigger prep sink. I'd have a, uh, a pantry, I'd have a bigger fridge. Oh yeah, like you don't that. have a pantry. You could, could, mm, where, where could you put one? Mm. Yeah, you'd have to, the thing is it's so open and there's like, there's windows everywhere. It feels like it's yeah, that, that's nice what I think. It, it, it is the, true though. It is, yeah, there is windows. That would be a, a thing. Yeah. Um, because they're fairly low, right? They're not up high. Like kitchen windows sometimes up over the sink. Yeah. These windows kind of go low, right? Hmm. I, I so, think what you got is really nice. I know, mean, I'd like to have a, a dry age uh, fridge mm. uh, for meat. And yeah, I, I, I like all those things. Just right? little extra things. Yeah. Hey, all the little gadgets. Uh, if you gutted out the bar, you could put <laughs> stuff like that there. Yeah, I know. You could put, you could, I mean, you'd be losing having the bar there which is sad but you could turn that into like a pantry with a I don't yeah. know what what you call it a dry age fridge the, the yeah, cured, the cured meats stuff, fridge right? yeah. yeah there's all, yeah. Little, all kinds but, of little gadgets but I mean it's not a total loss I still can yeah. you can still make a good it, steak another thing in my head is I want to have an outdoor kitchen as well that would be cool right and just, you could do that on the deck. Dreams, yeah. The back, I have lots of ideas in my head for that. Get yourself a pizza oven. Yeah. Pork roaster. Yeah. yeah. Smoker, barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the gadgets. Yeah. What? <laughs> what we would do with all the time and money in the world? Oh, I know. Are there any? Because um, me, oh man, me and my father-in-law. The friggin' ideas we've had over the years uh, at the house, all the stuff we've talked about that we're going to do. We used to take these walks into the backwoods because mm. you, you always have these ideas of what you're going to do on the property. And it's yeah. like, oh, let's do this, let's do that. And it's like, oh, if we had all the money and all the fucking time. Yeah. But we always talked about building like just like a basic cabin. Like, you know, yeah. go in the uh, woods about a, about a three, four minute walk so you can't even see the house anymore and just build like a nice like one room cabin, <laughs> put a wood stove in there, couch, and just like... It's the place to go and chill. You know, try yeah. and bug-proof it as much as you can. But we always talked about doing that. We picked a spot. I thought, how freaking cool would it be? And again, this is if money wasn't an issue. To get, like, an old train caboose yeah. and set it up out in the woods and just, like, turn that into, like, a... Like, basically, it would be, like, a big screened-in just caboose. Set yeah. it up with benches, <laughs> and it would be a place to just go hang out in the middle of the freaking woods. Crazy shit like that. But if you had any things Absolutely. you would have liked to do on the property? Yeah. You know, um, I know uh, my middle guy, Mitchell, he, he wants us to put a zip line in to, down the, it's a two-acre pond, a zip line. Oh, the one, there. just the pond over there? Yeah, that? so he can. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah. Freaking snappers would be coming up trying to get you, though. <laughs> we swim in it, though. I, I heard, I was talking to uh, Denise about that the other day, because when uh, I was showing my son around and uh, I was like, you want to come see the water? And he's like, yeah. And he's looking. He's like, oh, do you think there's any crocodiles in there? I was, like, I was like, no, buddy, there's no crocodiles. And then he mentioned it in front of me. She's like, no, but there's some snapping turtles in there. And he was like, oh. 
It's like, okay, I don't think we'll be swimming in there, buddy. Yeah, some of them were uh, refreshing themselves on Sunday morning after the party there. Oh, boy. A couple of times, yeah. Because it's spring-fed, so it's uh, the, the bottom is cold. Yeah. The top is, uh, it warms up because of the, the sun and all that, right? So it's kind of weird. You're in there and you're, it's really cold at your feet, but warmer up near the top. I got a thing about, and, and here's the thing. When I was talking about my, my cottage, it's it's a sandy shore. Yeah. Right? So you walk out into the water and it's like there's some like pebbles and then it's just nice, hard not nice. slimy sand, yeah, yeah. and you just walk out, and it's always friggin' cold. But there's no gross, like weeds bundles, and like, stuff, weeds yeah. and all that shit. I the, the feeling of that on my feet. There isn't a lot of things that get me. I yeah, can't, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. just makes me so damn squeamish, and I, I I don't like that shit. Me and Denise kind of bonded over that. She, I was like, Are we bonding? I don't think I can go in there because the the slimy stuff on my feet. It's like I'd have to wear like water shoes. She's like, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't I agree, I either. agree. Yeah, it's just a thing. That's why I kind of the like where I put that dock out there. That's the that's probably the deepest hole that I, I think it is, anyways. Um, so you can like jump right in. It's a it's it's fifteen feet deep. Oh, okay, that's pretty deep. Um, you don't got to worry about touching bottom over there. No, no, and so I, that's why I put the dock out and I got the little ladder so you can so you don't have to climb up the. The sliming bank shore <laughs> with all the snapping turtles and <laughs> yeah. leeches and snakes. Frogs and stuff, yeah. So. But yeah, in that, that spot where it kind of comes in at the end of the walkway, we've talked about, oh, wouldn't it be great just to load that just sand? Oh, oh make a nice beach? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. could do that. Yeah. That wouldn't be too hard. Oh, how much do you think it would cost to put the, the zip line in? I have no idea. No? Nah. <laughs> I have no idea. Your son hasn't priced it out? No. <laughs> Oh, all sorts of, on the weekend he was like, yeah, let's get a pontoon boat and put it out there. <laughs> just, uh, so that was just, just a floating dock. Wouldn't you just be kind of going back? Because like, I've never... Was a straight line. Is it is it just that, that one part, or does it go any further into the property? Because what I've seen, it's just like the shape of a foot. Yeah, no, it's an L shape. Yeah, it's, L, it's L shape. Yeah. You know what? About as, about as wide it is across the back, it goes that, but it's way shallower that way. It's probably only about four or five feet going. That like way. if you had a pontoon boat that you took to other places and decided to put it in there while having a party or something, that that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> It'd be like those guys that have like a a sports car inside their penthouse. Yeah, that they you know they can't drive and it's impossible to get in and out. <laughs> but that would be funny. Wow. <laughs> If we had all the money in If I had all the money in the world, yeah. Yeah. If I had money. Elon. Elon, help us out. I know you're listening. Yeah. And How about you, a fellow Canadian? Your, your internet dropped out on us tonight, so I think you owe us for the inconvenience because we couldn't live stream on TikTok tonight. And that's how we made... Huge money last podcast. And this podcast is brought to you by Starlink. Well, at least it was. Until it went out. Went out. <laughs> went down. Couldn't handle those double Ds. But yeah, so now I don't think I could ever move back to... Um, like, my, my boys bought a house um, just before COVID. 2019, I guess. At Oro Station. Like, just right off the lake. 
Okay. So go there. They have deeded access to the lake and everything. Nice. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's rural-ish, right? But it's still, your neighbors are right there. Yeah. I, I just, I, now that I live here with the, can't hear my neighbors, it's, you know, my neighbors are, you know, a thousand feet down the road, 1,500 feet down the road either way, <laughs> you That's know, across nice. a pond one way, through a deep forest the other way, nobody absolutely behind me. Um, I don't know if I can go back to having neighbors. Yeah, it's kind of, sometimes it sucks. I mean, we got super lucky. Our one neighbor, it's like a ghost house. Um, I've, I've heard different stories about what's going on over there, but there's never anyone there. So the one, the I, one that, the, that has like the, the, um, like no stairs. Up. Yeah, no stairs. Yeah, no, no stairs to the door. Up, yeah. Um, ever since we moved in, I think maybe we've seen a car there a few times. I think it belonged to a, a parent and they passed and the mm. sibling, the, the kids are trying to figure out what to do with it. But, and there's just all kinds of crap in the yeah. back end of the property, but there's never anyone there. And on our other side, it's an older married couple, and the guy is a tinkerer who has his own shop. He's got his own tractor, and he plows our driveway. He does all our stuff, and he, he, he's like our mechanic. Right. So it's incredibly convenient. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and um, it, like sometimes uh, I've had neighbors before where I'm just like, oh, God, no. But they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, we, I'd like to say we know a lot of people on the street. My mother-in-law knows a lot of people on the street. She's, like, met them going on walks and stuff. But, I mean, other than my neighbor, I don't know anyone by name. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anyone else in this area except for you guys. Right. Because, like, I mean, we have young kids and, mm -hmm. like, what the hell? Like, there's the, the neighborhood down the way with the park. And we go there a lot and I've met some people there. But, like, not to the point where we're setting up play dates or anything. <laughs> I love I, I love that northern that northern feeling. Like, there's times I go outside just by myself when I, you know, I sneak away for 10 minutes while I leave my wife watching both kids. We do it to each other. And I'll just, like, my kids have this big uh, round, one of those swings. It's like a, a disc. Yeah. And I just, I sit in that thing, and I swing, and I look up at the sky, and I don't hear a damn thing for yeah. like 10 minutes. I hear the birds and just the, the noise. I don't hear my neighbors. I don't, no, no cars go by. That's like the, it's not as peaceful as the lake. But it's a it's damn, damn close, damn close yeah. second, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. I can't understand people that want to live in a big city. I feel like it warps your mind. Yeah, so our, our daughter, our oldest, she lives at Liberty Village. Yeah. And we go down there. She's got a condo down there. We go. We went down there for, for the concert. Yeah. And sometimes we go down there and visit her. We stay over. It's a one-bedroom condo. Yeah. And you go up in the balcony, it's just like... Bill's staring right down on it's you and everything. And, like sensory overload. Everybody's walking their dogs and cars and police. It's like, man. It's very <laughs> overstimulating. Concrete city. So, yeah. I'll take the north because I'm a man of the north. We are the men of the north. We are the men of the north. Well... Let us know how you feel. If it's ever something you've dreamed of, or if it's something you're just on the edge of taking that last step for. You won't regret it. It might be some work. It might take some time. And sometimes all the pieces got to line up, but it happens, and it's worth it. Well, 
Well, it's good night from the men of the north. It's time to uh, maybe look at a shooting star or two. Yeah, way. I heard there's a coyote out there. Might need some. Uh, might need an attitude Tuning adjustment. Up. Yeah, I might need to go <laughs> tune her up. Anyways, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? When when everybody I have met up north have always been real cool. They have. It's yeah. like it's like um, co- like cottage people. Yeah, you know they wave to when I drive down the road. I wave to people when I see them. They wave back. Yep. It's a good time. Yeah. It's like move north. Move north. Move. Move that. This electric unicorn has got me all tongue-tied. Move uh, north. Buy a Jeep. Get someone pregnant. (laughs) All right. On that note, good night. (laughs) I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna